how does one feel in a hurricane shelter? And what do you even talk about? How do you pass the time when everything is upside down? Most of us don't know, but thousands of people in Florida were searching for answers. Thousands of people have flocked to Red Cross shelters, most of them in the Sunshine State. As one Clearwater man said, the Red Cross is our last hope. With this storm coming, we had nowhere else to go. The Red Cross gave them shelter and supplies, but outside, things were different. Take the story of 95-year-old Yolanda Welch. First responders rescued Yolanda, but not until she had held her front door closed against the wind for four and a half hours. I've been through five hurricanes, she says. And this is the worst one. In times of danger, we all need a shelter. But Christians can know that the Lord is a refuge for all who seek him. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this Wednesday, we're continuing in our series called The God Who Leads You Out. Sometimes it seems like our time on this earth is one crisis after another, doesn't it? We just keep walking on this earth, but our journey always leads us to detours and sometimes gets us stuck somewhere. Or at least that's how it often seems to us. We all go through these things in life, tragedies and challenges. And that's one of the reasons that Robert Morgan wrote his book called The Red Sea Rules, 10 God-Given Strategies for Difficult Times. And it came from the most difficult time in his life. His wife was dying, the love of his life. How could this pastor trust God during this time? Well, one day he turned to Exodus 14 on a flight back to America, the chapter where God brings Israel across and through the Red Sea. And the Lord used that passage out of the Bible to comfort him. And eventually it led him to write a book. Robert Morgan, he'll be with us to share again. I first became acquainted with this book a few months back, and I couldn't wait to pass it along to you. I know someone who buys multiple copies of the Red Sea Rules and gives them away to encourage struggling Christians. This book uses the story of the Israelites to offer 10 principles or strategies for dealing with hard times in order to move from fear to faith. This book will remind you of something that we all forget. God's still in control, even in the most trying times of our lives. And trusting God is something we want to do before the crisis hits. But with this book in your arsenal, you can internalize these biblical truths to be ready when your time comes. So when that catastrophe strikes, and it will if it hasn't already, you can stay calm and confident no matter what happens, giving the Lord time to do His work. Why don't you call us after the program and get your copy of the Red Sea Rules, or ask for multiple copies and give them away like my friend does. Our number is 800 65 Haven, 865 Haven, or head over to our website after the program at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now let's open with a brand new single in the valley. Bless the Lord. Peace. 
You're listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris in a program called The God Who Leads You Out. And that was City Alight with Sandra McCracken. And in the valley, bless the Lord. Well, welcome back. Here it is Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. We're continuing a series called The God Who Leads You Out. You know, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced we don't think about Exodus as much as we should. You and I together need to hear and be reminded of this great story that applies to us. After all, this was how the Old Testament Israelites thought of redemption. We think of salvation in terms of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, and that is true, of course. But in the Hebrew Bible, before Christ came to the earth, if you use the word salvation in a conversation with a Jewish person, their mind would be filled with plagues and also the parting of the Red Sea. And now today, we're considering the fact that God went before and behind the children of Israel. And you know, maybe this is one of the themes of the Exodus that you and I don't think about enough. We certainly don't think about it often. Well, listen to Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 and 20. Then the angel of the Lord, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other. So neither went near the other all night long. What do we think when we hear the word Exodus? I can't speak for you, but I often imagine two things. The plagues God sent against Egypt, and then there was Moses lifting that staff of his, watching as the Red Sea waves parted. But the pillar of cloud and fire? I don't think about that very often. But we should, you and me, because that pillar was the Lord's special presence with his people. He led them with it. He protected them with it. It reminds me of a verse from the 52nd chapter of Isaiah. The Lord will go before you, the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Well, that's what Yahweh was doing for his people in Exodus 14. He went before them, driving those waters of the Red Sea to part so that they could walk forward on dry land. And he was also their rear guard. He kept Pharaoh and his army from sweeping in and killing them while they crossed. He was a complete protector for them, and he provided for all their needs. And you know, 
There's a theological term for things like this pillar of cloud and fire. Pastors, professors call it a theophany or a Christophany, I would say. Now, both of those are big $50 words that mean an appearance of God or a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ. It was the invisible God of all creation making himself visible to his people. Did he need to be visible to lead the Israelites and stop the Egyptians? Well, of course not. He's an all-powerful God, whether we can see him or not. But he wanted his people to know he was there. He wanted to comfort them and give them confidence that they greatly needed. And you know what? Our Savior is with us today as well. Whether we can see him or not, my friend Robert Morgan wants us to remember that God is with us all the time. He surrounds us, he leads us, he defends us, and here again with me today is Robert Morgan. Rob Morgan, let's talk about Red Sea rule or strategy number seven. Envision God's enveloping presence. The Israelites were in the presence of God in a very unique way. It was the visible, manifested, earthly presence of God the Son, and His light was beaming on them with such intensity that it was as though it were at noontime, even though it was at midnight. And we have the same presence of God with us. He will never leave us, never forsake us. And as Brother Lawrence said so long ago, learning to practice the presence of God is a chief duty of the Christian. And to know that as small as this little studio is and that we're in, the Lord, there's three of us here. The Lord is here, mm-hmm. uh, just like the fourth man with the uh, three Hebrew children, that Jesus is with us by the Holy Spirit just as truly as he was with the disciples in person, that the nearness of our God is our good, as we read in Psalm 78, that we can draw near to God and he will draw near to us, as James tells us, is a great joy. The Israelites experience that, and it should be our constant experience as well. Why do so many of us as believers today, maybe this has always been the case, Rob, but why do so many of us, the more, and I'm going to put in quotation marks, mature we grow in our faith, the less we see the light or think we need the light. Now, obviously, when trouble comes, then, you know, all bets are off, you know, things change. But why do you think we don't really experience the light that Christ offers to us. We don't seek it more. I was taught when I was 19 years old to never begin the day without my prayer and Bible study time. Mm -hmm. That was just drilled into me at Columbia International University and by my mentors. I remember, I'm sure you remember Stephen Olford. Mm -hmm. He came to college one day and preached and I was enthralled and I went up to him and I said, Dr. Olford, do you have any suggestions for a young man who wants to to be a minister. He said, never, never, never forget your quiet time. Mm. And he turned and walked away. That's all he said. That was all he thought you needed. Well, it is. And 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 I've never forgotten it. So coming into the presence of God in prayer and Bible study daily is an anchor to our cultivating the sense of God's presence all day long. Mm. And to me, that's been the most important habit in my life. And my wife was the same, Katrina, when she was alive. She would we'd get up in the morning and she'd go to her desk. She rolled her wheelchair up to a desk that we had for in the bedroom. I went to my desk and we both had our, our morning quiet times is what we called it. Mm. And that's been the most important 
habit in my life from the time I was 19 until now I'm 70. Mm. And uh, I, I really recommend that to people. It takes some cultivating, but there is nothing like opening your Bible and knowing the Lord is there and just listening to Him in Scripture and speaking to Him in prayer. Robert Morgan, a haven today and the God who leads you out. He's with you, Christian. Your faith may be weak. Your struggle with sin may seem unwinnable. But your Savior is with you just as surely as Yahweh was with the Israelites. Jesus leads those who trust in Him. He brings us light, and He shows us the way. And he also protects us, too. As my friend Rob Morgan says in his book, The Red Sea Rules, for his children, he serves as both guard and guide. He both precedes us and protects us. That's who our Savior is. That's who God has always been. Do you remember what David said in Psalm 139? The king of Israel was a rich, powerful man. He had everything that he could have wanted, materially speaking, But what was it that gave him comfort and hope? The fact that God was constantly surrounding him. Here's what he said. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. That's what the Lord does for every believer. It doesn't mean our life will be easy. Remember when Israel came to the Red Sea? They were in a tough spot, humanly speaking. The Lord had led his people to a place where his presence was very real to them, because there was absolutely nothing that they could do to save themselves. Sometimes we all have to reach the end of our rope to realize that God is holding the other end. Israel had the sea on one hand and the chariots of Egypt on the other, but that was okay because they had the Lord on both sides of them, leading them, protecting them. There's an old saying, and maybe you've heard it, hard times make strong people, Strong people make good times, good times make weak people, and weak people make hard times. Now, I don't know if that's always true, but I do know that hard times show us a very strong God. They make us realize the Lord is with us, and we only make it because of Him. There are many things in this life that are too strong for us. Bible teachers have summarized them in, well, at least three categories, the world, the flesh, and the devil. We aren't able to defeat any of these three on our own, let alone all of them, just like Israel wasn't able to defeat the Egyptians if left to themselves on the shore of the Red Sea. And it's like the missionary Amy Carmichael said, he is first and he is last, and we are gathered up between as in great arms of eternal loving kindness. That's our confidence. And that's our hope. Our Savior wins the victory for us. He's already won it, in fact. And his weapons were a cross and an empty tomb. Have you ever seen a dog wearing a thunder vest? Many of our canine friends need them when a thunderstorm rolls in, especially the smaller dogs. They tend to be tremblers. 
But the tight vest offers them comfort. Even though the loud crashes of thunder are still booming overhead, they can handle it because they're squeezed tightly and they feel secure. Sometimes all of us need a thunder vest. You and I need to feel secure in the Lord's embrace. The thunder may keep rolling, but God is with us in each and every situation. So trust in him. Find his word and remember his promises in his word to those who call on his name. And speak to him in prayer. After all, he leads you and he protects you. And never forget, he will never, ever abandon you. As a rise, strength of God, go before, lift me up. As I wake, eyes of God, look upon, be my
a haven today and the God who leads you out. All sons and daughters with Christ be all around me. I hope you believe today that God will lead you out. What a wonderful comfort to every believer in Christ. The Bible never promises us an easy life. It never tells us that God will keep us from trouble. Don't let any preacher ever say that to you and believe that it's true. But it does tell us that God will be with us in all our trouble, and he will ultimately lead us through. And that's why we're all in desperate need of seeing the comfort of Christ every day. He leads us wherever we go, into trouble, back out of trouble. That's the good news we so desperately need to hear. And that's exactly the point Robert Morgan makes in his book, The Red Sea Rules. God is in control no matter what. Using the Exodus story as an example, Rob Morgan offers 10 strategic principles for moving from fear to faith, all of them found in Exodus 14. As you read this book, like I have, I know that you will be secure in knowing that even in the midst of seemingly impossible situations, God promises to be with you and make a way for you. He is your God, your Lord, your Father, and Jesus Christ, your shepherd. Why don't you call us right now? Make your gift to this 100% listener-supported ministry, and with our thanks, all you need to do is mention the Red Sea Rules book, and we'll send you a copy. Maybe more if you'd like to give them away, like my friend gives them away by the box load. Our number to call right now is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or give online and get the book at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just one more reminder. What about safe water for Cuba? If you didn't and wanted to, you could still go to our website or call us and make your gift for safe water for churches to have water systems with generators, but also churches that agree to share living water in Jesus Christ. Cuba is still in great need, and you can make a difference there. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? But again, we'll share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Now I've done it. You ever said those words? I'm sure we all have. We are all sinful people, you and me. And sometimes we just can't seem to get things right. Maybe we've sinned against someone in a close relationship or our employer. But no matter what other humans we've sinned against, all sin is against God. It breaks his holy law. King David sinned and he repented. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called on the Lord, and the Lord answered him with fire from heaven on the altar of burnt offering. That doesn't just work for kings. Cry out to God in repentance over your sins, and he'll answer you with grace and mercy. Try out Anchor Devotional today in print. Visit getanchor.com.